Here we go. A good nerf Shabbos. Today's daf is daf Samach Dalid, page 64, in the Heligam Masechus Bavakama. And we're going to pick up from Nafkalei Midditoni Rebbechia. We're going to go back three lines from the bottom of Samach Gimel Amad Beis 63b. Let's just remind ourselves of where we're at in the Gemara. So the Gemara previously had established that a person who was Toyin Tainas Ganav. What does that mean, a person who's Toyin Tainas Ganav? So you deposit something by Yankel, you come to get it back, and Yankel says it was stolen. Okay? Yankel claims it was stolen. Turns out it wasn't. Turns out it wasn't. What's the halacha? So, it, since it wasn't stolen, Yankel was really stealing it for himself. Tayan Tainas, he claimed a claim of theft. Tayan Tainas Ganev. He claimed a claim of theft. But it was never stolen. So it turns out that since he claimed it was stolen, he's really the thief. So we established from the Torah that you're going to pay back Kefal in that case. The, so what we're still looking for is a regular thief who didn't reach this space of theft through claiming someone else stole it, but you actually steal something, how do you know, how do we know that he pays double? You don't have a source for it. The Gemara tried saying, maybe it's logic. When you claim it was stolen, you're really holding on to it. Says the Gemara, it can't be. can't be that that's, we're learning that from a Kabbalah, because when you claim it was stolen, you pay back double after, after you swear falsely about it. A regular thief doesn't need to swear falsely to pay back double. Okay, so we're looking for our source. Bottom line, how do we know that a regular ganav, a regular undercover thief, is going to pay back kefal? So here we go. Says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, He learns it out from a halacha which was taught in Chizkiah's yeshiva. The Torah of the they learned and they taught in Chizkiah's yeshiva, Okay, this is going to be an incredible Gemara. They asked the question, which is, the Pasuk is quite long. The Pasuk says, anything which a person sins with, on a donkey, on a sheep, on a garment, on anything which is lost, and you claim, right? And it turns out, you claim it was lost or stolen, it turns out you're a liar, you swear false, you're going to pay back double. Okay? Says Gemara, why do we need all that? Why do we need, that, that's, a, that's a lot to say. That's a lot to say for a simple statement which is needed that anyone who steals pays back double. Right? So here we go. Says the Gemara. Why don't we just say Sharogneva? Give an example. You steal an ox or something stolen, you pay double. Says the Gemara. If we would have just said that, I would have thought to say, this doubt I'm only mentioning an ox. Well, an ox can be brought as a sacrifice, and that's why you pay double when you steal it. I've called the card, I only pay double when you steal something that can be brought as a sacrifice. So what else do you need to mention to include more? I'm going to mention a set. I'm going to mention a, se- a sheep, top of t- today's daf. Geshuay Merset, born in the Torah, says sheep. A sheep is already uh, specified in the... Uh, in in uh, the Pasuk, I already know a sheep. You know why? Because if I'm mentioning... An ox and anything stolen, does that include a sheep? You bet. So why do I got to mention sheep itself? Havani, so, so uh, and now that I'm mentioning sheep, you don't have to say anything which is stolen. Havani, Mekayim, Geneva. So why do I got to mention that anything which is stolen, you pay double for? The rabbi is called dubber. That's coming to include anything. Okay, anything. What does it mean? Anything. The rabbi's called over means I would include anything similar to an ox. 
which means brought on the Mizbeach. And now that I have sheep, it must be teaching me something even past that, something more than that. Ask the Gemara, Yemar Shor Se Gneba Vakol Okay, so you told me why I need to write ox, why I need to write sheep, and why I need to write anything which is stolen. I, I get it. I know what I'm now going to, I know the source. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I know the halachas that I'm learning out from those sources. But what else did we mention? Donkey, garment. Why do you got to mention all that? This one is to keep in mind as we go through this the perfection of how the Torah is written. We know everything is like, forget thought out. It's beyond the perfection of how each verse is structured and written is incredible in the Torah and in the entire world that the Rebbe Shalom runs and everything that exists. And point B on this is, you see how, how um, it's impossible to understand Torah without the Rabbanon coming and explaining and making the drushas of what the Rabban Shalom meant. Yumamish, like not come out with any proper halachas if we don't follow the structure of how, of how uh, the, the Torah is meant to be darshan. So says the Gemara, ask the Gemara a question. Why don't we just say ox, stolen things, and sheep? We don't need, uh, what about the garment and the donkey? Says the Gemara, ilukach, if, that would, if uh, we would just be limited to those words in the Pasuk without uh, donkey and garment, I would say, just like that which is specified has the ability for it to be a firstborn, for example, a donkey. So, what would you include? Now that we're stating a donkey, we, have, we, we were mentioning Hamar specifically. Specifically. Okay? Now, what does that mean? How's this structured? How's this Gemara being structured? So, what it means like this. It says on anything which is stolen. Would that include a donkey? Yeah. Now that I'm saying donkey, I know to include even a category of holy firstborns. That even then you pay back double. Okay? So then we're, so now we have, I know why I need ox, I know why I need sheep, I know why I need donkey. What don't we need yet? What are we still unsure about? Why you wrote any stolen thing? Why'd you write any gneva? I you you if you want don't tell me any gneva is coming to include a donkey because you're now you're mentioning a donkey. Hamani makan gneva. So why what's that word now coming to include? The rabbis called over. That's coming to include anything which is similar to that which is uh, to that which uh, is written going back to Shar. Okay, so now we have an explanation why the verse is structured in a way where it writes ox, why it writes sheep, why it writes donkey, why it writes everything. What are we still unsure about? Garment. We don't know why it says, and you steal a garment. It says the Gemara, Why don't we just mention these things in the Pasuk now that we explained it? And I'll know everything else is included. What do you need to mention garment for? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. If we wouldn't mention a, a Salma, if we wouldn't mention a garment, I would say, All the things written in the Pasuk are living entities. They're all living beings. I would say that when the verse says anything which is stolen, it's going to be limited to living things. That's when I pay back double. So now what word do you want to bring to include even more than an ox, a sheep, a donkey? I'll say, oh, you know what everything else means? Everything else living. Because everything mentioned is alive. So what do you mean everything mentioned is alive? On the word 
Geneva. Hamani Mekayim Geneva. So now why did I mention Geneva specifically? Why am I mentioning that? Once I have, again, ox, sheep, donkey, I'm going to say, hey, look at these three things. They're all different, right? They, um, they, uh, they uh, ju- just mention these three, and I'll know every living entity you got to... Uh, pay double on. So now once I would know that just from reading these three words of ox, sheep, and donkey, why does it say anything which is law, anything which is stolen? What are those words coming to include? Says the Gemara, the rabbi is called Dover. It's coming to include things that are similar to the shar and are movable. Incredible. Okay, so let's go back to how we started. Remember, let's keep a global approach. Today we start out with a question. How do we know you pay kefel? How do we know you pay double on... Um, how do we know you pay kefel on direct geneva? We know you pay double when your tayin tayin has gone up, when you made a claim that you stu- of, uh, of theft and, it com- and you swore and it comes out it's not true, you pay double. We said, we start out today, what's the source for geneva itself? Says the Gemara, because of this whole approach of Chizkiah, where Imamish dissects the Pasuk and explains to us how every... Thing which is stolen, you're going to pay back. Uh, you're going to pay back double. Now, this is including real theft. This ver- this is mamish including real theft. We're not dealing with tayin tayin as ganav, where you're claiming it was stolen in these cases. So you see, you pay back double by real theft. Okay, says the Gemara. Let's go through this this halacha of chizkiyas yeshiva. Amar mar the taratz. Yaimar sharu geneva. The Torah could have only said an axe and things which are stolen miksiv sharu geneva, but. I'm sorry. Yaimar Shar Ugeneva. All it needed to say was an axe and anything which is stolen. Miksiv Shar Ugeneva. But does it say Shar Ugeneva? No. It says like this. It says Geneva Vishar Hudiksiv. It says Geneva Vishar. What does this mean? It says incredible. If you look at the Pasuk, if you look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk says. Going back, let's see. So let's go. If if uh, anybody here has the uh, either a Ezvahadar uh, or a Art Scroll Gemara, one of the newer prints, if you turn back to Samach Beis Omer Beis sixty two B, on the left side of the Amud, you'll see the Torah Ar Hashali. Okay. Got it? So the Pusik says, ish, when a man steals. And then it says specifically certain things. Now that's dealing specifically with Dalit Bahay, but this Pusik also comes out of somebody somebody steals something, and then it comes out that we find that he's busted. So it says if he stole an axe or a donkey or a sheep. <coughs> the halacha is if it's chayim, if it's a, uh, th- that is alive, you're, go- shna- you're going to pay shnayim mishalim. You're going to pay back double. Okay. So now this is what this price is going through. That, that's the puzzle price is going through. So let's go back to Samach Dalin now. Yaimar Sharu Gneva. The Torah only had to say if you if a person steals an axe or anything which was stolen. And I'll know you pay back double on everything. Miksiv shor ugneva, gneva b'shor hudechsin. Now here's the problem. It says first about stolen, and then it mentions ox. So the fact that it says anything stolen, the general category is listed before the ox. Anything which is stolen, 
like an ox. So you start with the general term, and then you get to the specific term. Okay? The chit, if you're going to say, I'll tell you why. Gneba v'shor, who the it says gneba v'shor. The chit, if you're going to say, ilu namar ka'amar. We don't want people to make an ilu namar. We don't want people to start making a mistake of perhaps you're going to say, what does it mean? What does that mean? Which means, ilu namar sharu gneba. If it would have first said the axe before gneba, then we would have had a different drasha. Me matzas amrit. Can you say ma pramifurish? We're not going to come along with the drasha, which explains that that which is specific, for example, an ox which is now being specified, how did we say it's unique on on uh, the yesterday's daf and today's daf? What's unique about it? That it's karavagami mizbeach, it's baron tap mizbeach. So havishar prat. So now the ox would be something specific. When you steal a specifically something that's bought on the Mizbeach, you pay back double. Ugneva, and then it says after that, anything which is stolen. So klal, that is a general term. So I have a prad uklal. I have something which is specified in the Pasuk, the ox. And now I have something which is general in the Pasuk, which is anything which is stolen. What's the rule? How we darshan a prat uklal. Nasa klal, maisiv al haprat. So this that is given the general term, it's adding on to that which is, has been specified. So, Shar is going to tell me something brought on the altar, something brought on the Mizbeach, and now everything is going to expand that past the Shar. It's going to say not only that, everything else. Now, what's everything else? Everything else. This Rabbi Luhu Komili. It'll literally mean everything else is included in paying back double. Okay? So, um, um, we see from the Brisa that the um, that we're not trying to say that the Torah should have listed first the Shor and then everything else because that halacha is not correct. Ella ka'amri. Rather, it's like we were saying, which was first it says Geneva v'shar. First it says the general term, and then it says the specific term, which is the man stole, and then what an ox. Now, it's different when you say something specific and then you expand it, or if you say something expansive and then you specify. Understand? Logically, there's a difference. If I say an ox and anything stolen, anything stolen, it means I'm expanding upon that which I specify. But if I say anything stolen like an ox, what does that mean? I'm limiting the first part of my statement. There's a difference if you start with that which is general and then you specify, or you start with the specification and then you generalize it. Logically, there's a difference in how you're going to, to a darshan it. Okay. Um, rather going to say, like it says in the Apostle, first it says anything stolen, then but could you then say everything is going to be included? It can't be, because I'm mentioning the ox afterwards, and that's limiting my original uh, my, my original uh, halacha. And what are we going to say? That just like you're specifying an ox, it's got to be something similar to that. So we have that anything which is stolen is a general term. Now that we're listing an ox, it's a prat. What's the rule when you have something which is general and then you get specific? That which is specific is limiting the general statement, which means shar in an ox you pay double on. Midiachrina light, but nothing else. Okay. Now, is that true? If I were to tell you the halacha is when you steal an ox, you pay double. When you steal anything else, you don't. Is that a true halacha? No. And we know that's not how we come out la halacha. So that can't be what the brisa means 
and how they want us to darshan the verses. Amar Rav, Rav says, oh, you got to keep going to the pasuk, as Rav Baron would say, give the pasuk a chance. Tana, we learned, the Tana is relying on another word in the pasuk, which is, the word afterwards says, you, you after you steal something like an ox, and then it says, Chaim, it's alive, you pay back double. What's Chaim? So Chaim uh, is more of a general term. Because Chaim is telling me, anything stolen, an ox, alive. Anything stolen is broad, general. Ox is specific. And then it says Chaim. Chaim means anything alive. An ox is not the only thing alive in the world. So now I have a klalu pardu klal kamarle. I have a general term, a specific term, and a general term as well. And what's that second general term going to tell me? Anything that's alive, like an ox. <coughs> Therefore, you, we, this is going to be the source that you pay back double on anything which is similar to an ox. And what ways are similar to an ox? Going back to yesterday and two days ago. It has intrinsic value and it's movable. One second. I, I gr- granted, you want to say this is, follow this, this is so gishmak and logical. Granted, you want to say this is a klal upradu klal. First, I gave a general term, then a specific term, and the general term. Ask the Gemara, but the two general terms are not alike. Because let's go through it. A stolen thing. That's pretty general. You pay double, right? Then it says like an ox. Very specific. And then it says Chayim. Is Chayim a general term like a stolen item? Being alive as a general, anything that's alive, you pay back double. Is that as general as anything which is stolen? No. Right? Because it's just Chayim things that are stolen. So the first general term is broader than the second general term. A stolen article, an ox, something alive. Ask the Gemara, the two clouds, the two general terms are not equal in their generalization. Granted, they're both broader than the word ox, but they're not the same. So, how can you tell me this is a klalu pradu klal? Because even the second general term is specific, just not as specific as ax. Rabbi Shmuel holds there's no difference. They say, as long as you have a more of a generalized term than that which you specified, it still works under the parameters of klalu pradu klal. And this is what the Tana, and, and this, this is what our question was. Why do I need the other part of the Pasuk, which is, if the Ganav is found, what, what is that coming to teach me? So now the Gemara says like this. All right, let's go through everything again. Ready? The, the Pasuk could have said an ox, and anything which is stolen, and anything which is alive, and I would say I have a klalu pradu klal, and I'm including many things. Right? Anything which is movable, <coughs> excuse me, and has intrinsic value. Now we're not up to yet, let's go. Ilu Kain, if it would have just stopped right there, I mean, I would say, 
an ox is not necessarily anything which is movable with intrinsic value. Maybe it also has to be worthy of being brought as a, as a carbon. Maybe it has to be worthy of being brought on the Mizbeach. So what word are you going to mention as well to include more of a general category? You're going to mention seh, a sheep. Now that I'm mentioning sheep, so sheep is now here. Teach me this halacha that it's not limited to karbagami mizbeach. So why? So uh, what is the word geneva? That's something which is stolen. What is that coming to teach me? The rabbi is called over. It means everything. So now we have an ox, a sheep, anything which is stolen, chayim, anything which is alive, and I'll say any, everything is included. Again, everything that's movable with value. Why do I still? Why do I need the pasuk of imhimatzei timatzei aganav? If we would leave it at that, I would say Just like an ox and a sheep are things that have In order to pay back double It has that something that has Kedusha Holiness on the firstborn So what do I bring to already include the category of firstborns? I'm going to mention a donkey Because donkey is uh, unique in that it's a non-kosher animal And what halacha does it have going for it? Bechar, holiness of a firstborn. So I know that. So now that I have that word, <coughs> so uh, so uh, a donkey's mentioned, and I already know firstborns uh, also are uh, are included, and it's not unique to that. So Hamani Mekayim Gneva, what any Gneva for the Rabbis called Davar Yomer Gneva Veshor Vesevech Hamor Vechayim Achol Bechlal. So let's go through this again. So now I know I need ox, I know I need sheep, I know I need donkey, I know I need stolen, and I know why I need Chayim, and everything else would be included. And we're still stuck with, says the Gemara, we're not back to our question, but it's just a, a, in creating the question and the, the setting for our question, which is, why does it say, Im if the Ganav is now found, you're going to pay back double. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Yes, not only are we going through the word, we're going through the perfection of how the Pusuk is structured and how each word, as you move along in the Pusuk, is coming to include an additional category that I wouldn't have thought of yet. And now that it's already coming to include, we're going to ask, what are the later words coming to teach me? They're not teaching me these because they're going to be specifically mentioned in this specific order. The Gemara says, We would say that everything listed is a living entity. So what are you going to bring to include other, uh, you know, other, other items in the double category as we structure the Pasuk? So Shar Bali Chai, I'm going to come to include other living things like an ox, a sheep, and a donkey. Shuaim Rechayim, but now the verse specifically says alive. So that word itself is coming to include everything. Okay? So I don't need the Klalu Pradu Klal to tell me any type of animal. I know that it says Chayim. Hare Chayim Amor. Hamani Mekayim Geneva. So what does it mean Geneva? The rabbi is called over. It's coming to include everything. Emimatse Timatse Lamali. So now we want to know where does Emimatse Timatse come in? Emimatse Timatse Lamali. In fact, the answer is the Gemara, top of Samachdala, number Beis, Ihachi. If so, if so, meaning if this is how we've, we've explained the structure of the Pasuk, you're right. Shapir Kashule. 
we have a uh, we have a strong question, and the question is, Why does he got to mention that? What are you going to tell me? It's coming to teach me all things that are movable and have real value. Not necessary. You know why? Cloud part of cloud. We just showed that there's a general, specific generalization, and that includes. That's what's going to teach me everything, which is a davar hametalto of a gufay mammon. But over here, why does he got to say? Uh, why do we need the pasuk of if he matzei timatzei? I have a, a klalu pradu klal. Teach me that halacha. So here we go. Says the Gemara. I'll tell you why I need if he matzei I'll tell you why I need that part. Mishum de isle pircha because there's an issue with the klalu pradu klal. Why the rabbis called over mehicha kamaisili? You're going to say the klalu pradu klal is coming to teach me to include everything that's movable with value. It's not true because I could challenge that and say. Where did that come from? Miklal Basra, from the second word which was generalized. The second, you know, we, again, we had the klal stolen, the ox specific, and then we went back to chai. So I would say klala miklal basra, klala gufei chayim ksevei. The last general word is the word chayim. Now the word chayim means that which is alive. Klalu pradu klal maikomahanile. So what does the cloud uh, part of cloud work for me at all? Elas you called over if it's coming to teach me everything, even if it's not alive, you can't tell me that the word Chayim is coming to teach me things that are not alive. The definition of Chayim is only things that are alive. In the Klaalu Pradu Klaal, you can only expand it as much as that word is. And the word giving me the, the, the second Klaal is the word alive. So it cannot be teaching me that you pay back double even on inanimate objects. Which have intrinsic value and are movable. Hamani mekai balichayim in midachin alayis. I would still say only that which is alive you pay back double. Mishumacha ishrochemimatzei. And therefore it says if you matzei tematzei to tell me that yes there's a klal uparaklal but it's not broad enough to include everything. If you matzei tematzei is teaching me even things which are not alive if they're movable and have intrinsic value you're going to pay back double. Amri they said vashnei klalis tesmichi adadinenu. I now have two general words that are that are uh, next to each other. And if so, how are we able to learn out two separate klalu pradu klals, kind of, right? We're basically saying, like, you have a klalu pradu klal to chayim, and you have a klalu pradu klal to bimatsi timatsi. Amaravina, Kedamarava, they learned in Eretz Yisrael, Kol makam shatamaitsi shnei klalis asmukham zelazet. Whenever you find two broad general terms next to each other, hotel prop enayim, take the, that which is specific, put it in between. The two of them take that shar and put it in two of them as well. Vadunam bechlalu prat and darshan it as a another klalu prat, which is shadi shar. Throw the word shar bein himatze liti matze between if you find and it will be found. So you find seems to be everything. Shar we're putting in between that now. So we're going to say an ox, and then we're going to go back to it's found out. Okay. So I have a klalu pradu klal there as well. Lasuye mai. What would that be able to include? If it's only coming to include things that are alive, I know that from the other klalu pradu klal. I'm sorry. I wrote it from the word chayim. Yeah, from the other klalu pradu klal. El lasuye dabar sheim balechayim. It must be coming to include something else, which is even things that are not alive. The drasha and the drasha is ma'aprat mefores dabar mitalt v'gufem mamen. I've called dabar mitalt v'gufem mamen. 
Then you take the second specification, which is donkey. Put that between imatzi and tibatzi. And what is that cloud part of cloud going to teach me? If it's coming to include something that's not alive, I already know that. I know that from the cloud part of cloud that I just learned out from ox. So what is the cloud part of cloud of chamar? Again, what is the cloud part of cloud going to be now? What's it going to look like? It's going to be himatzi, chamar, tibatzi. So what is that coming to include? It has to be something which is, uh, you know, it has, um, it, it's very clear that you can, there is, it literally means there's a sign on it. Okay, so if there's a sign on it telling us uh, who the owner is, you're going to pay back double. Says the Gemara, okay. So now I have a cloud part of cloud for ox teaching me that even inanimate objects. And I have a cloud part of cloud, I have a cloud part of cloud for Hamar teaching me that it has to be have a have a, a sign. It has to be noticeable, noticeable mark. What do I do with the word sheep? El Ribo Veribo. says the Gemara, you're right. I don't know what to use sheep for, and therefore we're backing off. What a message, Khaver. You get so deep into something. And you're so far along in understanding. You think you got it all planned out. And then we have one question where there's one word that gets in the way. And the Gemara says, you know, I was wrong. We're going to back up. We're going to back up. Gewalt, right? And the Gemara is going to say, it, it, otherwise there's no mahalach. You got to search for the Amos. You got you to angle for the truth here. So let's restart, says the Gemara. Let's go back. Instead of using the rules of Klalu Prat, which is general and specific, we're going to use the rule of Riboy Umiyot Uriboy, which is another way to make a drasha, which is, instead of broad and specific, it is inclusive and exclusive. And the way you darshan things in Riboy Umiyot, in an inclusive or exclusive way, changes the, the limud of what you're allowed to extrapolate from it. So here we go. El Riboy Umiyot Riboy. We're going to use all the words that we listed before of the Pasuk in a riboy, miut, or riboy. Okay? Again, himatse, it's found, is going to be general. Put shar in between, that's going to be exclusive. And then timatse is going to be inclusive. It says, two times. What does that mean? It's referring to the laws of kashras. Things that live inside of water that have fins and scales, you're allowed to eat. This is not to be darshan as a, in a way of general and specific. You darshan it with an exclusive or inclusive rule. And this includes everything. What does includes everything? It means any, any type of animal, any type of uh, marine life that grows in any type of, of uh, water. Okay, that's why it says uh, water twice. Now, what do you mean any type of water? So, there's different types of water. You know, there's there's uh, marine life in oceans, and there's marine life in man-made lakes. Maybe there's a difference to location of of uh, where the fish comes from. Yeah, where uh, you know, maybe uh, you, you need a, a local fish and not not migrating fish. Okay, um, so my rubby, what's it coming to include? Rubby call me. It's coming to include any type of fish in any type of water. He says, okay, fine. I get it. You want to use the rules of Ribu Yomiyot. So let's go through this now. 
Why am I mentioning the all these exclusive words of ox, sheep, donkey? Says what I'll tell you. Chad karka. One is coming to exclude karka. V'chad lemutei avodim. V'chad lemutei shtaris. One's coming to tell me you don't pay double when you steal real estate. One's telling me you don't pay double when you steal avakanani, which is like real estate. And one's telling me you don't pay double when you steal shtaris because they don't have intrinsic value. Geneva v'chayim lechaderav. And the words geneva, anything which is stolen and that which is alive is coming to teach me the halacha of rav, the amar who holds achye lekeren that you bring the Karen back to life, Ke'in Shagonav, as if he stole it. Which means that if I, steal, so if I steal a sheep, and at the time that I steal it, it was worth $500, and I hold on to it for two months, and now you want to come and take the sheep back, and at the time that you want to take the sheep back, there's been an overflow of sheep, and now it's only worth $300. He learns out from the word, this, this which is stolen, and Chayim, that you have to bring that thing back to life. The Ganav is responsible to pay the difference in value. If you stole something worth 500, you can't just give it back. Now that it's worth 300, you're going to have to give it back with an additional two, uh, with additional $200. Okay. So that's, uh, that's what we're learning out from the, the uh, Drushes, which all started on yesterday's daf from, Ch- from a Chizkiah Yeshiva's interpretations. According to the opinion, it says one person about an actual thief, one person about tiny tiny ganav. When the one who was deposited by claimed that it was stolen, and the thief himself is learned out from me. So he already has a source. What is he darshan from the word if it's if uh, it's found? What's the reason? For a rule, which is a halacha lemaisa, it's practical halacha. If I'm ever responsible on a knas, on a fine, and I come to Besdin before I'm busted, and I admit, so Besdin does not give me the knas. I don't need to pay the fine if I come and admit. Where do you know that from? It says in the positive, if we find out, then you pay back double. If the witnesses come and testify about him, then we then the dayanim fine to have him pay double pratlam which excludes somebody who comes to say by himself so here's what happens Yanko goes and steals something a week later he walks at the bez and he says I want to do tshuva I stole I'm a ganav he does not pay back double he pays back once he pays back the principal what about the double the double the second payment is a kanas it's a fine and since you're coming and admitting to the fine, we don't put that on you. Okay? According to the it says both Psukim are referring to Tayin Tayin as God, where somebody claimed it was stolen and it really wasn't. So he's going to learn to teach me that an actual thief pays double. So how does he know that when you admit to the Kefel, to the double payment on your own without being busted, that you don't need to pay. May I share your him? Because it says, when the Bezdin finds you to be a Russia, that's when you pay double. But not when you find yourself to be a Russia. When you yourself come and say, listen, I sinned. So you're Mashias Atzmai, you're off the hook from, from any fine. Okay? But when Bezdin <coughs> finds a problem with you, when they're, where, where it's Yarshion Bezdin, when the court busts you, then you're going to pay back double. Now in classic form, 
the Gemara is just going to keep going back and forth, playing ping pong, and saying, well, if we have a dispute, and we're just trying to understand what the other opinion does with the other with the other verses that his the other opinion is sourcing, because each one's coming with valid sources. So we're just going to keep challenging each other on what they do with the psukim. According to the opinion, who says one pasuk is dealing with an actual thief? One's talking about one who claims. What does he learn out from Asher Yashion? He already knows you don't pay back double if you admit. So what does Asher Yashion Alehim that Bezdin busted you? What is that? What halach is the coming to teach? I already know you don't pay double. He wants to teach me that in general, anyone who admits to a knas, to a fine, is potter. He says, but the other opinion is going to say, will actually hold that. When somebody claims that it was stolen from him, he'll say that when you admit to a fine and then Adam come, you're going to be chayv. This is very interesting. In other words, what happens like this? I steal, I come into Bezdin on Sunday morning and I say I stole. Ten minutes later, witnesses come in and say, Tendler stole. So the other opinion is going to say, I do need to pay double. Just because I beat the witnesses to Bezdin doesn't get me off the hook. It's when witnesses never show up. That if I'm the one incriminating myself, I'm off the hook. But even if I incriminate myself and afterwards witnesses come, the other opinion is going to say, you do need to pay double in such a, in such a circumstance. Ask the Gemara, according to opinion that the two psukim are learned out, one for an actual thief and one by claiming theft. He already knows <coughs> that a claim of Ganav is going to pay back double. It's understandable if you're going to darshan to me, matzei timatzei, like Rabbi Eli, who says that even if witnesses come later, if you beat them to Bezdin, you're off the hook. Why do I need all these ox, donkey? Why do you need all these things that are uh, specific? Again, we mentioned, the reason why I'm mentioning all these things that are specific is to, is to let me know, why did I mention Shar? To tell me you don't, you're not, you don't pay double on real estate. Why did I mention Hamar? That you don't pay double when you steal an Evakanani. Why do you got to mention a seh? To teach me not by, uh, you know, not by documents. It has to have intrinsic value. So according to this, um, all, all these exclusions are learned out from Al-Kol Dvar Pesha. It's learned out from everything else, as Rashi explains. So what it says, Kiltan Dvar Vishmol, Kiltan Dvar Vishmol, Kol Parashat Shunamra Vinishnas, anytime you have a verse in the Torah, or a Pasuk, a Halacha, which is mentioned and then seems to be said again, but obviously it was brought down again because there's an added chiddish, there's a new novel idea that needs to be added in uh, at, at that specific placement in the Torah. Says, maybe an actual thief has to only pay double if he took an oath and uh, an untrue oath. Don't think that. This says you pay back double means even without an oath. You don't need to take an oath. Maybe you do need to take an oath and, and then be proven false. He says, no, that's not what the Pasuk is coming to you. What do you mean? Just no. right? Cause, just because. That's not what it's coming to do. This is Gemara. What type of answer is that? That's not a, that's not a Gemara answer. What does it mean? That's not what the Pasuk wanted. Like, prove it. Where are you coming from? Yeah, we don't, we don't just accept. We're thinkers. 
If you want that the terrorist shouldn't write, you pay double by an actual thief. And instead you'll say, oh, if you claim there was stolen and you pay double, how much more so? When you actually steal, should you pay double? I'll say no. When you, when a, you deposit money by Yankul, and Yankul, Yankul claims it was stolen. Lemaisa, practically speaking, it came into his domain in a permitted way. You gave it to him originally in a way which was permitted. Yeah, betiros liyade. Amakra lishalim sheis. The Torah says there you pay back double ganav atzmei, but by uh, so how much more so when you uh, by an actual thief to be suros liyade? You took it into your possession. Beiser in a forbidden way like koshkin. How much more so should you pay double? Alishnayim yisham because upon ganav atzmei lamli dafilu bleishvu. You know why says shnayim yisham to teach me like this? Granted, I would know that if you actually steal, you pay back double. But what I wouldn't know is that when you steal, you pay back double, even without a false oath. Because since by when a, a claim of theft, when you deposit the money by Yanko, Yanko claims it was stolen, and it turns out he's just holding on to it. When does he pay double? When he swore? I would think that same thing holds true when you actually steal. You have to be taken to court and swear falsely. Says Gemara, no. That's the Ed-Chiddush over here, why we're mentioning it back. Uh, but while we're mentioning it here again, to teach me that even though by Tayin Tainas Ghana, when you claim it was stolen, you need an oath to be high of double. By an actual thief, you do not need an, that he swore falsely to obligate double. He's d- obligated to pay double, even without an oath. Is that what Imamatsi is coming to teach me? That he's obligated without an oath? But we need it for the following halacha from the Brisa. If we find the guy claims it was stolen and it turns out that it was in his hand. It was never stolen in the first place. He's got to pay back double top of tomorrow's daf. I only know if it's in his hand. And that's how he bust him. He pays double. Anywhere in his property. He's paid back double. No matter where you find it. In his hand, somewhere else. You pay back double. Frak the Gemara, MK, and if so, Lema Kra. We'll let the Pasik say, I must say, Timotse, I Timotse, Timotse. What's he must say, Timotse? With the Shani crosses, we change the words, Shmami Natarti. We learn out both halachas from here, both from the fact that we change it and also from the uh, the extra word in. The Tyra will hold it here for today. Pick up from the two dots from Gufa, Bezashem, and Matsi Shabbos, 6 30 p.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos cover.